Welcome back, everybody. Great to be back on this fine, wonderful day. Uh, tall and taller is back. Michigan football is almost back. College football is back. Um, like I said, we, we took that break. A lot of stuff has happened um, from Oregon and Washington coming to the Big Ten from the Pac-12 to join USC and UCLA. Um, the college football world since last time we've been on here has changed immensely. Um, uh, but like I said, we, we, we could sit here all night talking about everything, um, but we're going to preview for Michigan. We're, that's going to be our main focus for this game is Michigan football for this game, for this day. Uh, Ben, I mean, we'll move on. We'll start off with, I guess now it's the Jim Harbaugh and Sharon Moore show, um, with the NCAA Jim Harbaugh. Pretty much, I know there's other stuff to it. Pretty much, Fedicated Cheeseburger wasn't supposed to do that. NCA being the petty NCA, it always is. Originally suspended him, and then wanted to push it back. Didn't unsuspended him, and then now they're doing the self-sanctioned NCA or self-sanctioned university uh, suspension with Harbaugh, and then today comes out Sharon Moore is also going to serve a one game suspension against ECU. Right. Uh, I mean, is, is this Michigan's, my, my question is, is this Michigan's way of playing off and hopefully getting away with what the NCAA is going to want to do with them and just kind of being like, Hey, here's this. Cause originally Harbaugh had a four game suspension. And this is only playing up to Rutgers. Right, which was so-called negotiated, right? And then, it's, you know, it sounds like the NCAA backed out of it or said, hey, not so fast. And Harbaugh was, uh, I, I believe that he wasn't happy with that negotiated thing to begin with. And he may have even said, you know what, no, I'm not doing it. And so here we are. Michigan decides to get ahead of it, right? I believe for a couple reasons. One, they don't want that dominating the press during their season because that would have just played it out in the next year. And so this year, right, we got three nobodies and one nobody conference game. And so, but the three nobodies game of the season is Texas, who could be maybe should be a formidable opponent um you know they've been kind of stuck in uh, you know where we were before the last few years since the vince young days but they, they may be up up and coming so i think this was a cautionary measure to if this whole process played out in the spring and they suspend him four games next yeah, year missing. right then he would miss the texas game and now, if they self-impose three, and if they add one on, he misses the first game of the year next year, which isn't going to be a huge deal. And that, that's kind of my take on it. And also, I, I've, I've never felt this way, uh, you know, until till now. But I, we win a national championship this cha- championship this year. Harbaugh will just say "fuck you" and go. And it has nothing to do with Michigan or the situation. Uh, maybe it has a little bit. To do with Ward Manual because there's a lot of tension there, but I think it's he's tired of the hypocrisy of the NCAA, and you know I think whatever happened, 
happen uh, because of because of that. I think it was probably a calculated measure about to throw these quote unquote minor things out here, and when they come try to come to get us, um, I, I'm going to fight them. And that's uh, I think that's why he probably played dumb with oh I don't remember it was, and I think that. Yeah, they, they've been pissed off at him since he come in and started doing that satellite camp deal. Um, you know, kind of finding the gray oh, yeah, areas. As, as, he's a master at, right? And um, I, 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 I... Well, I mean, going back in the satellite camp is that the fact, I mean, it all, in my opinion, I was, which kind of where I was going to go on this, but it kind of works out. I mean, back when the satellite camps were going on, it was the SEC that was getting pissed off because Harbaugh was down here in SEC country throwing, putting on satellite camps, taking, getting their talent, talking to their talent. Everyone that's supposed to live, lives down here is supposed to stay in the SEC. Um, right. We, and this kind of goes back to that because hmm. It's come out and come out and come out. There's multiple now that NILs around. There's multiple to people that have come out and say, yeah, I was getting paid in college to go to Alabama. I was just listening to I, who right. was it? Was it I think it was uh Bussin with the Boys with Taylor Wan and um Compton. I can't even Will Compton, thank you. Uh but they had someone on the other day and allegedly he had he said that he was going somewhere and then he committed to where he was actually where he actually went and like oh no 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 it was Matthew Stafford now so he wasn't on there but they were telling a story about Matthew Stafford when he was leaving Georgia to go pro he woke up one morning and find five hundred thousand dollars in his mailbox really so this, i haven't heard this, this is kind of why i like listening to like busting with the boys things like that because there's really there's filter but there's not really filter especially nowadays now nil yeah he will go with five hundred thousand dollars in his mailbox he didn't take it he actually gave it back um but i mean there's there's plenty of proof now that the nca that the sec has gotten away with this for years but jim harbaugh but what but jim harbaugh buys a kid a fucking cheeseburger Right, but that which is the main point in all this. I know there's other things, things like that, but the main point in all this is the cheeseburger buying for a recruit. Why the what was and it? It was during COVID, wasn't it? Yes. It. Like it's it, two years ago. This just proves that the NCAA dick rides. Excuse my language. Ohio State. I mean, not Ohio State. The SEC schools nonstop. Right. Yeah. You know, there's there's definitely you know there's definitely SEC versus everyone else bias, and I, and I get a little bit. They've earned it, right? But I would also argue that that's helped them um, with the dominance that 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 they've shown over the last decade. <clears throat> so. <clears throat> The bottom line is, 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 you know, Jimmy decided to take a stand, I believe, and and he's not going to back down. And and if he loses this battle, um, 
you know, because he's kind of been at the forefront of the whole NIL thing and, and you know, advocating for, for some things that have happened and, and openly has expressed his disdain for the NCAA and, you know, for the things that have happened. And, and I'm sure that we'll get into this and you probably want to say it too, but like his, his coaching assignments for the next three games. Yeah, that's, that was my next that was... out. I think proves that, right? Uh, naming his 80-something-year-old dad, I think 84-year-old dad, uh, associate well, it, assistant head coach. You, you, and got, then, you have Herbert. And then revolving everyone well, and then, else around. And then you also you know? have... So, um, I think that was just a big fuck you. And uh, I wouldn't... The only thing that he could have did to make that funnier and better is if he would have had like a sweepstakes and picked a random fan to be on the sidelines as an acting head coach for for the for the thing and you know i don't think we would have had any issues of a game even if you know like you said even if you and i um it's just a big song song and dance and i think he's tired of it and and the nca is tired of him being uh put pushing their buttons and and pushing the boundaries and you know uh, michigan fandom aside he's 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 one million percent right because, you know, uh, I forget exactly what um, C did last year, but it was way more egregious than, than or two years ago, I guess, than what we oh, did. Oh, Tennessee, and, Tennessee had like two hundred and twelve violations, and they got hit with fines or some shit like that. They didn't get right. any suspensions, anything like that. But now the NCAA gets mad because Harbaugh lied, apparently, right. allegedly lied, and. Dude, and, and you know, again, Michigan slapping this aside, right? Is is Harbaugh is nothing if not a man of high character and high value. And there's a lot of people, you know, mostly rival schools, that are trying to use this to dissuade that you know to to kind of argue against that notion. But I don't buy it. I'll believe going to my grave unless he says otherwise that this was a calculated thing by him to to just put. put poke him and put his middle finger up at him and say, okay, here this is. And I mean, you know, the reality of it is, is there's not many people out there that could tell anybody that, yeah, I bought someone a cheeseburger three years ago. And, and how do you prove if someone remembers or not? Because, you know, that's what he said, basically. He said, I don't recall. And they're saying, well, here's the receipt. And he's like, oh yeah, that's right. I, I guess I did. And so they're saying that I don't recall was misleading. Well, fuck you. Yeah. Well, what more do you want, man? Right. Like, I, I, I don't. I want to go on this coaching, this coaching tree thing because it, it's it's insane and it's it's kind of like you said. It's the most Jim Harbaugh thing he ever could have did. It's the most Jim Harbaugh way to handle this situation. I mean, let's see. So. He had his associates, his associate coaches. Um, his associate coaches are going to be his dad and then Herbert, his, the strength and conditioning coaches, his associate head coaches. And then, I mean, you have you have Jesse Minner coaching game one. And then the second game, I think this more blows my mind than anything, is how they're splitting the role against UNLV with – Jay and then Mike Hart getting the roles and 
Jay has the first half, Mike Hart has the second half, and then Sharon Moore gets in the third. All in all, I think Sharon Moore is probably going to be the actual play caller and things like that, no matter what. That's what makes sense, right? I I mean, it it just does. And I mean, I trust Jesse Minner, but I I think there's just all in all. But as I told you earlier when we were texting about this, I think the reason that he put his dad there is to be kind of his ear. To be his ear during games. Right. I I will be shocked if, it, if I if we see his dad down on the sideline. Well, so that his dad could be his ear without being in 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 an official capacity, right? He could get his dad a sideline pass, right? So, and, and you may be right. Um, and may, maybe he just wanted to make his dad feel good, but I think you're absolutely right. Is the only thing that doubts me on this is, is okay. I'm sure in some way or form they they could monitor the the university phones, right? The NCA and see if there's any communication, and they couldn't they couldn't monitor uh, anything, before, you know, uh, of something between father and son. Well, now that Jack's on the payroll, more or less, right? I, I guess they can, but maybe. Jack couldn't be inside the the coach's box, right? If uh, he could be inside the coach's box if he wasn't in it, there in official capacity. So, so who knows? I'm sure it'll come out. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's hard to it's, tell. It's it's such a weird situation. I mean, we could go on and on and argue and argue. Not argue, but go into depths of the SEC bias. And, I mean, it seems like every year it's something has to do with the Big Ten or someone else gets hammered down. And it just happens to be after Michigan makes – after after the Big Ten gets two Big Ten teams in the playoffs for the first time. And, I yes, right. I know they both lost the semifinals, whatever. But I, the SEC probably feels threatened. Nick Saban didn't make the playoffs. Wanted to sit there. What? What? What was he on? Did he? What did he come on at halftime? What was it? A bowl game? Yeah, I don't remember what bowl game. Yeah, it was the Big Ten championship game, I think. Or some. Yeah, there was some. Is it, I, I don't think remember. It was. A, it was. It was some. I'm pretty big sure it was game. a Big Ten championship game. He was lobbying for his playoff spot. And it, it just, it just blew my mind. I'm like. Dude, why, why, why are you getting on the TV crying? Just fucking accept the fact that you weren't that good this year. Like, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's just all suspicious. I'm not saying that's why it's happening. That's why anything else is going on. But it all just is convenient that this all works out as soon as the Big Ten, Michigan, things like that start actually coming together as one and threatening the SEC, all in all. But, I mean, like I said, it's a weird situation. And it is. We, I mean, we just got to deal with, we got to deal with it. It is what it is. Like I said, toughest game, I think, honestly, is probably the ECU game. Um, They're kind of like a, they're kind of like a big dog of the smaller schools. Always have been. 
Yeah. Um, I, it just it just is what it is. Um, I mean, we should win, but I, I, I don't see why we shouldn't still – the game shouldn't be over by the end of the first or second – start of the mid-second quarter. Um, you and I believe Bowling Green, same thing. Rutgers should be the same thing. We have them at home. We're here to have – that's just how it goes. Um, like I said, we can talk about that probably all night. We'll move on to what – I know both of us are happy for, like I said, Michigan football back is back in six days. Um, let's preview the season a little bit, talk about the team, talk about the upcoming season. Um, I mean, we return, I think, 78% of our defensive – no, 75% of our defensive starters and 80% of our offensive starters from last season. Um I know we're one of the highest return. I mean, at least the people that did good last year, we did. We have one of the highest returning percentages in, in the starting side of the ball. I mean, let alone the people, you know, the people that played not as starters that were still impactful. Um, I mean, I guess we'll start on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, this is – I think there's still questions on the offensive side of the ball, um, more on the wide receiver side, but – what are you excited for? What do you what who do you, what do you think needs to be is the worry if there is any worry on the offensive side of the ball? Um, My biggest worry is, and it's not even necessarily a worry, I guess, is, but I would like to see an explosive, game-changing receiver step up. And now, you know, this year there's a lot of talk that Roman Wilson's going to be that guy. He's shown flashes, you know, uh, Cornelius Johnson has shown flashes, but we have not had that guy. I would, I would love if we had a, a Braylon Edwards, as much as I dislike the person that, you know, he was one of my, he's a top five college football favorite player of mine. Um, he, dude's just an idiot now. Um, but that, that that's fine is, we need a game-changing receiver. And I, I actually think, you know, as, as long as Blake's workload doesn't get too high and he stays healthy enough, I think we're going to see Donovan Edwards um, in well, yeah, a they, slot they, maybe quite a bit they, because they, for, for two years, uh, various coaches and teammates have said he'd be the best receiver on the team if he was a full-time receiver, you know. So, um, really, that, that's the only thing missing from our repertoire on offense, right? And, and has been um, for quite some time. So, um, th- that would be nice to, you know, a nice, legitimate, deep threat guy that can just, you throw it up and he go gets it. Um, uh, out of the people then, that. I think then we'd be virtually unstoppable. Yeah. Out of the people on the team, who's your best bet that you think could do that? Other than Donovan Edwards. I mean, yes, Donovan Edwards is fast, but at this point, he's still running back. We don't know what we're going to see. People that we've seen. Yeah. Um, you know, probably Cornelius Johnson. Um, there's a freshman that's getting a lot, a lot of hype. It was highly rude. I can't think of his name right now. Um, I mean, there's Darius Clemens. There's 
He's but he's not a freshman. There's Tyler Morris. Uh, oh, what's his name? I don't remember. I can't think of the other kid. The other kid's name. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't think of it right now. I'm trying to pull it up. Um, but you know, my biggest worry is is us being able to to stay healthy. You know, running backs not going to kill us if, if if one of those two go down. And honestly, I think it would hurt us more if Donovan went down than if than if Blake did. Um, just because he is such a multifaceted weapon. Um, you know, the offensive line is, is they're, they're swearing. It's, it's everywhere. They're 10 deep that all 10 of those guys could start. Um, and that they're going to be better than the last two teams that have won the best offensive line in the nation. Um, you know, that's a scary thought. Uh, Colson Loveland's a hell of a tight end. You know, Jake Butt thinks he could be the next, the, the best one ever at Michigan. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really, if we can stay healthy, um, anything, anything other than undefeated in another playoff appearance is, is going to be disappointing. Now I wouldn't call it a disappointing season, but, um, you know, I am, I'm still, I'm still a little bit, uh, gun shy from, you know, the decade and a half of trauma or whatever it was, but this is as confident as I've been in a really long time. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I agree that it's definitely the wide receiver side of the ball that's going to be your – it's definitely the question here. Um, and I like I said, everything you said I completely agree with. But I, I think your deep shot threat is probably Roman Wilson at this point. Roman Wilson Maybe what could be. I mean, he has the speed. He had a huge, huge deep threat game against TCU. Um, we've seen it flashes last year. Um, the same play that Cornelius scored that wide open touchdown on, he was what he was what Roman was wide open too. I mean, I think I know he did. Roman did just change his number to number one, so he's gonna have to live up to it. Unlike yep. the last two people who have worn number one as a wideout in Michigan. Um, Frederick but, Moore, who I was trying to uh, think of. Oh, Frederick yeah. Moore. <clears throat> but, you know, we, we haven't got uh, gotten a, a big bodied physical receiver um you know like a braylon nico like, what's that yeah nico, nico, collins, nico, nico, but, nico collins didn't have a quarterback yeah and, 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 and trash. You, he was inconsistent though and you know you could blame it on coaching you could blame it on the quarterback um you know it could be a combination but it seems like the those prototypical big guys that we've had have have been inconsistent for a lot of years. I just feel like when Braylon Edwards was at his peak, right? I could I could have been the quarterback, and he was gonna he was gonna go get the ball. Um, 
Cheston was a good one. Darbo was a good one, but you know they weren't outstanding either. But they were they were at least uh, fairly consistent. <clears throat> oh, man, I can't figure that. Out. No, they were. Um, I, I think I don't know. Like I know they they've been talking about seeing Blake catch the ball out of the backfield more too. Um, I mean, there's just there's a lot of hype around this offense, and like you said, there's so much scar tissue still. Absolutely. And I, I think that scar tissue will be there until until they win a natty. Honestly, I, I don't. If they win a natty, I think that's that's about the only thing that'll take it away. I mean, because we get to the playoffs and we shit the bed. Right. Uh, the past two seasons, yeah, it was nice to get there. Now, now. It's kind of, it might be greedy, but now we want more as fans. Um, but I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um, now I think the defensive side of the ball has a lot more questions to it. Um, just because I mean, we did, we lost our nose tackle and Mozzie Smith. We lost Chris Jenkins, not Chris Jenkins, Chris Jenkins still there. Mike Morris, we lost. Who was the cornerback we lost? Lost cornerback. I mean, we do still have Will Johnson. Uh, I mean, Will, I know they, they have Chris Jenkins as like on the free throw list, same thing as on the, um, you know, we have Jalen Harrell, all them on the front. Um, on the backside, I mean, you still have Mikey Barrett in the linebacker position. Um, I think it's going to really depend on who who takes those other two linebacker positions seriously. Yeah. Um, right there in the middle of the defense. <laughs> and then, I mean, on the back end, I think we're pretty solid. I think the only real big question on – big, big question on defense is that second cornerback spot. Yeah, you have Josh Wallace that just came in from UMass um, who had been getting a lot of hype. You have – uh, is it, it Morian Walker that switched over from yep. wide out to cornerback? I know he was getting some hype during spring camp. I really read much or heard much about him in fall camp. But, I mean, in my opinion, that's that's your biggest spot. I mean, Will Johnson's got the other side locked down. Who, I mean, what do you think about the defensive side of the ball? So, I think there's some, you know, there's definitely some question marks out there, but I think that uh, my confidence is a lot higher that the defensive side of the ball can, um, you know, figure things out, right? Um, Our defense has played at a high level. Uh, for seven, eight years now, other than the big, big games under Don Brown, right? But, um, you know, under Minter and, and boy, I already Ooh. forgot the last guy. Uh, Mike McDonald. Yeah, Mike McDonald. Uh, you, we've been strong, and and I, I would argue that our depth has been better there, uh, deeper. For oh, a yeah, while. it's been way so, I'm pretty confident in that. And our 
you know, now that our offense has has taken some steps forward, I think that uh, that's going to take that that takes some pressure off the defense, right? Um, you know, they can play it a little looser, a little more aggressive at times, and, and pick and choose their spots. Where under Don Brown, you know, this was this was our strength and also our weakness is is that and part of it was is that's just who Don Brown is, but part of it is is I think was born out of necessity because we didn't have that consistent offense. We had to be aggressive all 90% of the time. And, and now, um, you know, we have the luxury of, of playing to our strengths more than trying to be aggressive. So uh, DB is, is probably my biggest concern. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, that, that kid that just transferred in, um, sounds like it, it's him and uh, Walker. I think that, that that you know the insiders are saying are pushing yeah. for that other side of the field. So um, we'll see what happens. And the good news about that is is that we, we probably really don't have to worry about those deep deep threats really hurting us or changing the game until. Penn State than Ohio State, so they have some time to improve under, under uh, you know, get in game conditions. No, and they do. They have. I mean, just with the first four games, and that's kind of how it's been set up. Either either we right. play our first opening Big Ten games, usually either Rutgers or Maryland, depending on the season. Um, but I really you know, honestly, the, the reality after, is, is hang on just a second. Is is that the, these first three or four games, right? These guys are are probably athletically superior enough that that they can recover from any mistakes, and they're not really going to get challenged, right? Once we get into Big Ten play, maybe they'll get, you know, they'll, they'll be a they'll be a guy or two that's athletic enough to, to kind of challenge them and force their hand, but. Um, I don't mean yeah. we can't we can't forget about we can't forget about Mike Sainer still back there either. I mean, yeah, Mikey's been great from a one year thing making the biggest play probably in twenty years of Michigan football down in Columbus last season. Um, I mean, gotta look at him, Mike Barrett, Chris Jenkins, Jalen Harrell, um, Mason Graham. Mason Graham might be big. Um, who's the other one? Kenneth Grant and those tackle also. Yep. I mean, I think our, our strongest spot is definitely the defensive line still. Um, we've seen everyone there play. They've played in big games. They played – Kenneth Grant played last year in big games. Mason Graham played a lot last season as a true freshman. Um, yep. And obviously, Jalen Harrell and Chris Jenkins have played for a long time too by the like played in a lot of big games too. So that I think that's where our most experience comes from is the front seven, 100%. It's the back, like you said, the DBs is where you're going to have to worry about what goes on. And I mean, and then you have the, you have the special teams. We lost two of the, honestly, two of the best special team artists in a while. I mean, you have Jake Moody, Jake, and that's a great point, and that's something that I, I keep forgetting about because you know those guys were so good for so long, um, and I think that we are good enough that 
you know, some special teams mistakes. Games shouldn't come down to special teams, you know, maybe Penn State, maybe maybe Ohio State, and then, you know, possibly in the playoffs as well. Um, but, again, they have some time to, to, to work under pressure and, and work out some bugs, you know. But that, that's a great point because um, these guys, uh, they were so good for so long. And, well, yeah, know, I mean, luckily, I mean, the kids that – we got that kicker out of Louisville, um, that transfer kicker out of, from Louisville that had great numbers at Louisville. So, hopefully he comes in and does what he needs to do. But I, it's just going to be very hard – to get the production that we got out of Moody and uh, not Kenny, you know, what what was the ball? What was the punter's name? Why can't I think of it right now? Um, Brad Robbins. There we go. Um, yeah. Because I mean, they were consistent, and that's consistency is key in college football, and not not just college. Consistency is key in everything, but you deal with. Jake Moody, who's making what he made, what a almost was it a 60 yarder in the playoff game right before halftime? Yeah, 57 so, or something, I think. Yeah, I mean, and he's consistent from deep like 40 plus yards. He's consistent, and he was, I mean, the dude did he, I don't think he ever missed an extra point in his time in Michigan. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably one or two, but I can't think of any. I don't think so, Dad. He may not have. I got to look this up because... Show me stats. So, in... His career. Oh, it doesn't tell me how many freaking attempts he had. And his career made 148 PATs. How many uh, you missed? So his, I, I don't. Hang on. And PAT was, I mean, so this is field goals by itself. PATs, it doesn't have attempts. Gotcha. It just says PATs. Um, field goals wise, so I think this is a mixture. You know, this is just straight field goals. So not PATs. He was 69 for 84 on PATs with a long of 59. That's 82% in his career. 82% as a kicker is insane. It is. That's so consistent. Um, let's see if I do this, if I can see. So, and so this was last year for PATs. Where's that? Man, come on. Michigan needs to make their stuff better. So, last year for PATs, he was 60 for 60. So, 60 for 60. In 2021, he was, come on. 
Yeah. Okay. There it goes. Uh, in 2021, he was 56 for 56. 2020. I just want to know if he was perfect or not, because if he wasn't perfect, I mean, he didn't play a lot in 2020. In 2020, he was nine for nine on PATs. 2019, which I think he was, his 2019 was when he started kind of getting more of the field goal. Because I think that, I think what's his name was still there at that point. Um, 2019, he was 18 for 18. Then I think he went perfect. This is the last season was 2018. I think he was perfect this whole time at Michigan on PATs, which again, I know it's a short kick, but. I think that says something. Yeah, that he went perfect this whole time in Michigan. And there he was a hundred. He was one hundred and forty-eight for one hundred and forty-eight. I mean, as he's a hundred percent as a for PAT is an eighty-two percent at field goals. Um, it's just gonna be it, we're, the whole point was that before I went down that rabbit hole and decided to look all that up. Um, it just it, it depends. It's just gonna that that's probably other than offense. I mean, obviously, other than the offensive defense side of the ball, I think that's 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 to me the biggest spot on this team. The hundred percent, the biggest spot on this team is more the field goal unit. But I mean, Brad Robbins was consistently punting the ball inside the twenty yard line. Yep. And I mean, I think the special teams, special teams are an important role. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, Jake, Jake, Jake Muta used to kick the ball in the back of the end zone every single, every single kickoff too. So. But go ahead. I'm going to get off my kicker high horse. Yeah. I kind of lost, lost my thought there. Um, yeah, I don't know. My bad. Um, but like I said, that's going to be your biggest thing. Uh, I mean, now, how will it play out? I guess we'll see. Um, we'll move on. Let's talk about season predictions. So so real quick, I kind of got one got piece it. of that thought back. because I, I really feel like Mission is going to dominate uh, this year even more so than they did last year. Uh, Penn State makes me a little bit nervous. Um, but, you know, more often than not, when they look good on paper, uh, and, and us too, really, right, except for the last couple of years, they've been, they've been fraudulent. So, um, but I think they have, they have the potential to be every bit as good as us. Um, and every bit as dangerous as us, and, and that'll be a dogfight. And um, I know we'll get into this later in other episodes, but you know, I, I think I think Ohio State, and this doesn't mean I think they will, but I think they could lose three or four games pretty easily this year. We're actually, we'll um, say we'll get into that. You know, their quarterback situation is kind of unsettled, um, and and maybe one of these guys grows into the role quickly. My opinion is, you know, you, you look on the message boards and on social media is 
is there like, yeah, we've been doing this for years. Yeah, you, you know, we've even thought so. And then, you know, we pop up with Troy Smith and, you know, just right on down the road and they're right. But Tasty Barrett and yeah. Yeah. Part you you know, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, but um, at some point, that's got to come to an end, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't care what you say. There, there's a little bit of luck involved in that too, right? It just same thing. Have, same thing with Alabama. Don't get me wrong. They've they've been very good, even great for, for you know, most of their time that they dominated the rivalry the last decade and a half. But uh, they've had a fair amount of things go their way too, and I, I think that's one of them. Um, and and I do think the tides are turning. Do I think we're going to win fourteen out of fifteen or whatever? No, probably not. That just that just doesn't happen. And for it to happen twice to the same team and the same rivalry, um, not likely. But I do think you know we could win seven out of ten, eight out of ten. Um, you know, in the next ten years, um, because you know I said this all along when we were getting pushed around. These things go in sight. And, not to jinx us or anything, but um, you know, it appears that we're on the upside and and they're on the downswing a little bit. Um, and you know, if we were able to beat them this year, <clears throat> and especially beat them bad, I just about guarantee Dave will be gone. And that could, you know, you make one bad coaching choice like we did with uh, Rich Rod, right? And that sets you back another five years. Yeah, and then you so, hire Brady Hoke, and it sets um, you back another seven. And that. As an Ohio State fan, I would just say this: Be careful what you wish for. Um, but, I mean, because you know there was a period of time where you and I, you and I would have killed for eleven and one. For you know, for I would have killed. I would have killed those for years. So. Ten and two, and then fine with it. Um, right. I mean, we'll look at the schedule here. I mean, kind of go over what first. We'll go over what we think we're personally going to do. Um. And then we'll go over what we think the Big Ten is going to go over with. Okay. Um, I'll pull the schedule up. Let me see if I can zoom in at all. I don't think I can. Can you see that? Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, this is just off ESPN. I mean, we have – I think we can all agree the first four games are probably wins. Should be wins, dominant wins. Yep. yep. ECU, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers. September 25th, it kind of, September 30th, it kind of gets a little bit rougher. In my opinion, this is probably, this is a tough stretch. This is a tough four games, really tough four games, honestly, in my opinion. I think this is, if we get through this stretch, like, and dominate, I mean, Nebraska, going to Nebraska, that's going to be a hell. They're hyped up. They got a new coach. They got Mark Rule now. They got new players. I mean. And that's a tough place to play, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and in my eyes, it's going to be our first real challenge of the season. That'll and probably be a night be, game at Nebraska. Right. And, and that is going to be, that's going to be their first real test, too. If I remember right, um, I think they got Colorado like the second game. They of played season, Colorado maybe? the second game of the season, yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I personally going off Colorado, I don't want to go down a hole here. 
but personally, Colorado, I don't think is going to be very good this year, even with Dion. But you know that, and you, I, I agree with that. But two new coaches, two new, you know, two reinvigorated programs. Oh, and you're bringing back a rivalry uh, from the Big Twelve. Let's see what happens. But that was a rivalry in the Big Twelve. Correct. Yeah, it was. So that that'll be a statement game for them. But you know this, that'll be, uh, you know, rules. Gage is, is against us if if they're undefeated at that point if if they're ass again um, then then it's not going to matter and I would I would still be concerned just because you know we spent a lot of years as the hunters and now we're the hunted again because we've you know we've won two big two Big Ten championships in a row and made the CFP twice in a row so we're we're back to the Michigan of, of you know most of my life and and of your youth where we got everybody's best shot, right? And, you know, before this little two-year stretch, I would say the five years before that, that had kind of fallen off a little bit. People, before at State, people walked into, uh, you know, Michigan Stadium and they were intimidated. And and uh, that went away gradually over the years. But I, th- I think it's coming back. Yeah, I mean... But I mean, but anyways, like, but like you just said, we walk into the stadium intimidated. I think Nebraska, even though Nebraska is not good, last time we went to Nebraska in a night game, I don't. It's not a time ain't been released yet. Last time we went to Nebraska in a night game, we damn near lost that game. Uh, like I said, yep. it's a tough place to play. I don't care who you are. I think that's definitely probably other than Penn State and Ohio State. I don't know because Michigan State's at night. And I fucking, I don't know. We, this is, I honestly, I said this since the start, but like more and more times get released and things like that. Our schedule seems to get harder and harder and harder because they release night games. Yeah, we don't get to play in Happy Valley for a whiteout. Going to Happy Valley, don't matter when you go there, it's like coming to the big house. Uh, but I mean, going to minute, going to Minnesota on October 7th. I mean, Minnesota's kind of, I think, going to have a down year this year, but a, not, not, not a team to overlook at all. P.J. Fleck isn't a coach to overlook. Yeah, has he did what they want him to do there? No, but he's kept them consistent. No, they haven't made a Big Ten championship game, but they're consistently in the top. Um, honestly, that'll probably – if that wouldn't shock me if that was a night game also. If we have – three night games in a row, pretty much, I'm going to be mad because that means I got to stay up all day, watch TV all day without watching football. But Indiana, I think, is a win. I think, I think, like, so Nebraska, Minnesota, we should win them all in all. I'm going to say we win them. And then Indiana, I say we win. Coming into East Lansing, Night game, which whoever's an idea of this was, it was stupid. This is a rivalry at this point that I believe should be like the Ohio State rivalry, and there should never be a night game ever again. Um, <coughs> especially going to East Lansing next year after the shit that happened this year. And I mean, Sparties are hmm, fucking Sparties are going to be fucking Sparties. And, so, so that's a game you always got to worry about, right? And you know, it's a it's a lot like the Ohio State in a sense that 
Um, the records don't matter as much as they as they do in a lot of games, and and you know you're always going to get their best shot, and you you know Tunnelgate, right? I think they're going to have a point to prove. Oh, it's going to be um, chippy as fuck. And you know, the reps will lock. The, the reps are going to throw a flag flag for a dirty look at the coin toss. I you know I, I think that's going to be one probably one of the tightest call games that we that I've ever seen. Um, but but the other reality is 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 you know I, I think I think you know if Tucker doesn't finish if they don't make a bowl game I think Tucker's gone, um, so he is he's going to be feeling the pressure too. So th- there's a you know besides the rivalry thing there's there's a lot of other tangibles that are just kind of sitting there um, to make that an interesting game. I don't, I don't think that they're going to be a problem, and I and I don't think that they're going to be very good this year. I th- you know I think they're a four or five win team again, um, but you you never know. Well, you'll see when I do. Yeah, you you. I mean, it, it's just one of the games again. You, you just I mean, there's no game in the Big Ten you should ever feel comfortable with, and except honestly, no, there's not. It don't matter. You can say Rutgers, you can say Maryland. I mean, well, that's what I mean. We'll jump to Maryland in a minute, but going down, I, there's not a team in the Big Ten that any given Sunday can could pull off an upset. I mean, Greg Schiano. I mean, going back to Rutgers, I, I, you know, we kind of skipped over. I mean, Greg Schiano has them playing good ball. I know they weren't very yeah. good last year, like record-wise, but they were competitive. They, I mean, they were competitive with us until the second half. They were. I believe we were losing or tied at halftime. I, I think I think you're right. I think we were down. Because and because and I mean I, 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 and we just had some big defensive plays and the team stepped up in the second half and I think we ended up winning by like twenty plus points, but still. Uh, I mean Shiano's got him playing good. I mean, we'll jump down to Maryland, we'll skip a little bit. I mean Maryland. Maryland played good last year. Maryland's a good team. Maryland threatened us in the big house last year. I think yep. we won by six. It was like 20 to 13. Uh, I mean, even if you go back to two years ago, or last time Rutgers came to the big house, so 2021, yeah, 2021, Rutgers, I, I believe it was, an, it was a one-possession game, too, by the end of the game. I mean, that's in where, like I said, where I'm going with that is there's no team, no game in the Big Ten that's a given game. Unlike, I think, in the SEC where you have Vanderbilt, you always have those few teams at the bottom that are, hey, we're going to win this game. It don't even matter. Um, But we'll move on. We'll go down to Purdue. Purdue, where that game sits, I like where that game sits. It's not the game before Ohio State. If that game was before Ohio State, it would be like the Illinois game to me last year would be a huge trap game. Um, yep. Yeah, the Maryland game right there could could possibly be. Um, but I, I feel like Michigan always plays great great in, at Maryland ever since the Big Ten. Other than, other than when we lost, look at Brady Hope. Thank you, Brady. Um, and then, I mean, you, you have at Penn State, 
we all know it's a tough environment. I know it's not the whiteout, thank God. Um, so I think that that's going to be – but like you said about Penn State earlier, it just depends on how good they actually – yes, they've had – they have a bunch of hype. Last year, didn't live up to it. What, they finished seven and something? Seven and six, eight and six, eight and four, whatever. Eight and five. And then, I mean, you have Ohio State. The Ohio State game at the end of the season, you never know. I, all in all, we're the most well-rounded team other like with the closest thing being Ohio State. And I personally think we run the table. But also would be shocked to see us drop a game. It, yeah, me neither. And you know, we we could drop one and, and still make it. You know, Ohio State did it last year. Um, but you know, the 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 big thing is is, is two years ago, right? Uh, pretty pretty unexpected. And then last year, there there was a little bit of pressure and some higher expectations. But, you know, the, the big question mark to me is, is how can these guys perform with the pressure and the expectations? Um, preseason ranked number two by just about everybody, right? There's, there's really nowhere to go down but, to go but down um, till, till you make the CFP and, 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 and then go from there. And, you know, if we, if we do do that, we have, we have to at least make the championship game this year. Um, and, you know, Harbaugh said that he thinks this is his best team. I think it's his most talented team by far. I think this is the far. best team we've Michigan's I think this had. is the most talented team. To, Since, like, what, it, 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 I think they got to win it all to, to, like, get a seat at that table, but potentially – they're right there. I think they're right up there with the 1997 team. There's a lot of similarities between these two teams preseason-wise, right? And, you know, the, the other thing is, is it sounds like uh, Davis Warren's going to win the, the backup job is is that um, I think that, and you can say this for a lot of teams, but that's the one thing that could really fuck us is if J.J. goes down with a, a season-ending well, injury. I mean, <clears throat> depends. Okay, so it depends on one. Yes, I agree. It could fuck us, and honestly, it probably will, just because that's the most Michigan thing to ever happen. Um, at least in my lifetime. Uh, but again, I mean, depending on how good our wide receivers and stuff are. You really don't know. I mean, you have Alex Orgy, you have Davis Warren. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, let's hope that doesn't happen though. I don't really want to have to deal with that that stress and please don't why, why you gotta say that? Why you gotta say that? Right. I, I'm I'm well I am just that you know, we're we're talking about expectations and worries and, and, and things and and I, I expect JJ to have a Heisman type season, and I think that we could potentially have three guys in the conversation, which which will hurt all of them's chances to to win it. Um, and I, I don't think one of our guys will win it because we got three that are 
you know, if he comes out and plays like he's capable of playing, how I think he's going to play, he's got something to prove, right? Uh, you know, when you when you have that much talent, it, and I can't think of any specific examples, but there's been some guys with two um, nominated where you know they've obviously taken away from each other, but um, that that's the reality of the situation. I, that it's true for most teams. Um, that have a really good quarterback. If if you lose that guy, um, you know last last year we had Cade, um, mm-hmm. and you know again not nearly in the same talent universe as as JJ, but you know he he, he helped lead us to a Big Ten championship. And, he was experienced. And he was experienced in winning. Yeah, and and we don't we don't have that. We don't have the experience, and you know I guess it's. It's to be seen if, if he has the talent, but um, I would I'd, I'd like to see uh, you know us us be up convincingly enough at the half for for whoever it may be him or Orgy or whoever get some get some uh, substantial playing time you know in in real live game situations. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's in the first three four games. Hopefully we do. Probably the first three. I mean, um, yeah. is when you're really going to see it and should see it. Uh, but yeah, what's your what? I mean, you you might as well just go ahead and give me an out. What's what? What's Michigan's record standing at the end of the? But at, when the clocks hit double zero on November 25th against Ohio State, what's our record? Eleven and one. Who do we lose to? Penn State. Lose to Penn State at Penn State. Yep. I'm agree. I could I say I think if, if we drop one, it's either Nebraska or Minnesota. One of those two games, back to back road games. Yep. Um or we lose to Penn State. But I I, I I think we run the table again. And and I really I think, think we do too, years. but you know, that's hard to do two years. It's hard to do anyway. It's it's really hard to do two years in a row. Um and you know, as the season goes on, there's there's just hiccups, and 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 uh, I don't see this being a problem, but it wouldn't be shocking if it was. Is is you know, you win 17, 18 of your last twenty something games. Um, you know, it's easy to take your foot off the gas a little bit, and we have so much senior leadership, and Harbaugh's just been around the block so many times that I don't think that would happen, but it could. Well, yeah, I mean, the fact that J.J. is not even a captain right. with the senior leadership. I mean, that, a lot of people are like, oh, J.J. is not a leader. And I was like, no, we have seniors that have been here and seen this shit. Right, that have earned been, it. Have been through a shit 2020 season and then instantly turn it around and say, well, hey, we ain't doing this. And it, we play – I mean, it plays hard. I mean, when you look at the captains, it's – that's what we want as captains, someone who's been through it, someone that can lead. Obviously, we want someone that can lead. I mean, offensive captains, uh, where are they at? I mean, your offensive captains is Zach Zinner, Blake Corm, and Trevor Keegan. What three dudes there, especially Trevor Keegan and Zach Zinner, who have been here in eight on that offensive line. Right. Probably two of our best offensive linemen we've had in a very long time. 
And then you have defensive side. You have Mike Barrett, fifth-year senior. Mike Sanders, fifth-year senior. Chris Jenkins, senior. Every single one of them. Is Blake a junior or a senior? No, Blake's a senior. Yeah, Blake's a senior. I mean, everybody's either a senior or a senior past the senior. Um, <coughs> so, I don't know. There's, like, like we said, experience is, like as I said, consistency and experience. And we'll see how it goes. Let's look at the Big Ten as a whole now and look at standings and make our standing predictions on how the Big Ten is going to go. We'll start with the East because I think the West we can um, – it's a little little bit – in the East you got really probably three teams as we talk about in the East every year. we we'll probably yeah. have a shot. We'll go to the West, which the West is always wide open first. I mean, um, I mean you have – oh, shoot. I did not mean to do that. What am I doing here? So, I mean, you have Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue, North, Nebraska, Illinois, Minnesota, and Northwestern over there. I'm going to start at number seven. Do you want to go one by one? And we'll say, whisper it or just list all seven? Say that again. You want to go one by one, like back and forth, so I'll say my number seven. You'll say your number seven. Or do you want me to list off all seven of my stand, like my whole standings? No, you know that's uh, that, that's fine. We can do it. We can do it one by one. Um, give me just a second to pull them all up, though. Come on, you should know everybody in the Big Ten. Yeah, but I've had a long couple of days, and I'm a uh, I'm a little bit fuzzy brained. Uh... Go ahead. What? Well, I was going to hang on real quick while you pull it up. I was, we were going to talk about the Tigers today, but as soon as I put it in the lineup, Tigers absolutely decided to shit the bed against the Astros. I mean, they lost 17 to four today and nine to two last night. So, all right. So, going off that. So, out of the West, I'll start at my number seven pick. I have Northwestern. Losing Pat Fitzgerald is going to kill them. Not even yeah. a shot. I got him going two and ten. Two and ten overall, 0 and nine in the Big Ten. I'll have him winning one Big Ten game this season. Yeah, uh, are we throwing out records too? You don't have to. So it's, yeah, I would say that that's right. I'd be surprised if they won more than two or three games, um, because you know, if the things that were, there's no way that Pat Fitzgerald didn't have some some type of idea what's going on, right? But I think that that goes on at every single university in the country on some level. And the players are pissed. Um, And, you know, you get this interim guy that's thrown in there with some players that are pissed that they lost the guy they love and, and the motivation just isn't there. I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't win anything. I mean, so like I did one, so they had the season predictor thing where you go in and you can pick every big 10 game. And that's what I did. I posted it on Twitter. I'm using the same one I posted on Twitter last, like, whatever it was, like, a week or so ago. Um, because that's the way I actually feel. And so that that's 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 why I think they, they have some – I think they have, like, an FCS game that they play, and I'm like, please win that game. Don't 
you don't want to do that to yourselves. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and I wouldn't either, just because, like you said, everyone's everyone's mad. And yeah. Like you said, they they either way, they're not going to be good. They they're going to be very bad. Um, so and so I I don't want to do this with every team, but r real quick, uh, Rutgers, right? Uh, UTEP, Duke, Minnesota, Penn State, Howard, Nebraska, Maryland, Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois. Maybe they beat Rutgers. Maybe they beat Howard. Other than that, uh, I don't know. I think it was, listen, I have met two. I have met two wins. Yeah. I think it was like the Howard game. Or what's their other non-conference games? UTEP. I got, Duke. Duke. Uh, no, I haven't losing to Duke. I haven't beaten Utah and Howard. That's who I have. Yeah. That's that's where I got the two wins from. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll go. I just got an idea, actually. But we'll just stick with the West for now. Um, going to number six in the West. I said we can split through these. So, number six in the West. I have Minnesota. I have them going three and nine. Two and seven in the Big Ten. Um, I think they lost a lot last season um, with Ibrahim and uh, whatever their quarterback was dipping out. I just don't think they have a good season. I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're going to be like Nebraska a few years ago where they were th like one of the best three and nine teams out there. I just don't see them actually pulling out ball games. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. That's perfect. And number five, I have Illinois. Um, high team last year. There's still actually a lot of hype about them this year. Um, I think they fall off a little bit, and I think they finish five and seven, um, and finish three and six in the Big Ten. Uh, like I said we're slowly getting up to. I think there's just I know they got a transfer quarterback from I think Ole Miss or Mississippi State um, coming in. So I mean I could be completely wrong. That's like the one pick like I think could screw me. Yep. But that's my number five pick. I go with Iowa. You think Iowa? Dang. I think Bill was going to turn him around a little bit this year. I, 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 I have, uh, yeah, I, and I think you could you could flip flop those two, but I'm going, I'm going Iowa. All right. If we weren't an hour into this episode, I'd want to go deeper on that. But, <laughs> um, at number four. I got Nebraska. I think Nebraska has a good season this year, and I, I think I think they finish eight and four, um, five and four in the Big Ten. And uh, yep, I got Illinois. Illinois at four. Then I got Purdue yep. at three at seven and five, five and four. The only reason they're above Nebraska is because I haven't beaten Nebraska. Um, they they have the tiebreaker over them. Wait, what the? Okay, I think that's supposed to be eight and no, that's right, seven and five. No, it's not. That's thirteen. What happened here? I don't know. Don't ask me. Yeah, okay, that's gotta be why. Because they fin. Oh, I know why. They finished seven and five in the overall standings, but in the conference, they're both five and four, and Nebraska lost to Purdue. So yep. that's why Purdue is third. I had to think about that really hard. So who's your number three? So we can ignore what I just did. Purdue. Purdue at three. So at two, I have Iowa. I think Cade 
goes and actually helps them be better. I have eight, four, six, and three in the West or in the conference. Um, I think they're going to be lucky to be a 500 team this year. And that, and that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they have a great defense, and that's the only reason why I think Kate can go actually make them better. But I still don't think they win the conference or the division. That's why, I mean, I might as well say it. I mean, I have Wisconsin win the division. I think Luke Kirk Ferentz's son has, has a, a special talent for making quarterbacks worse. And I, I think he's going to struggle with the, with the new system and, and you know, Cade, one of Cade's biggest faults, and we've seen it two years ago, but we really seen it last year because of the pressure, is that he gets frustrated really easy and it translates to his gameplay. Um, and I can just see him having a bad game or the team having a bad game and and him getting frustrated and going into a downward spi- spiral. And he... And to a lesser extent, the Iowa football team has has put a lot of pressure and expectations mm-hmm. on him, and uh, I just don't think he's a guy that handles that well. And, and and maybe he proves me wrong. I hope he doesn't because fuck him and the way he left. Um, but that, that's kind yeah, of yeah. No, I, I mean, I, it could go anyway. The West is so fucked. I'm so happy this is the last year of divisions. Yes. Because in how many times in the census started has the West team actually deserved to be in the Big Ten championship game? Uh, they very few. Very Iowa rare. two years ago, the, you know they did. I thought, and then we Which, destroyed them. But I mean, Iowa, Iowa, when they played Ohio State, and not when they, when they played Michigan State, um, Wisconsin. No, they're not Wisconsin. The first two years. Yep. But like I said, I have I have, I have Iowa at two, and I have Wisconsin at one. I think Luke Fickle is going to come in and instantly change what happened last year completely around. He's so bringing I got Nebraska, Nebraska at two and Wisconsin at one. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah think, for the same reasons. I think, for, you know, uh, Wisconsin, the talent was there, right? There was there was some type of disconnect last year, and then, you know, Chris got let go. And um, But I, I, I believe that the talent was there, um, and I think Fickle comes in and turns them around pretty quick. I mean, he's going to be bringing in. You're not going to be seeing. That's that's the weird thing is Wisconsin is going to be going away from what they used to, what they're used to, what Michigan had to go away from, and Michigan's kind of gotten back to it. But you aren't going to see the same ground and pound Wisconsin team that we've seen. No, and and that might that might be a cause for some struggles for them, right? When you're, you know, a la Rich Rod trying to change a whole team and university's identity, um, but. It, it's not, you know, the, his philosophy and Rich Rod's philosophy aren't, there's not as drastic as a difference, um, you know, in styles of play where, you know, what we did traditionally up until Rich Rod come and what Rich Rod tried to bring in here, and I was all for it, don't get me wrong, but really could not have been any mm. different, right? Um so, so, so we'll see what happens. I, I would not be surprised if, if they finish middle of the pack, uh, Big Ten, um, just for those reasons. But I do think they're gonna, they're, they're gonna win it. Yeah, I, I think like I said, I think Fickle's gonna be a good fit there. I mean, when Harbaugh after twenty twenty, I wanted Luke Fickle to come to Michigan. So, 
I'm glad he didn't now, though. Um, move to the East now. So, obviously, Wisconsin's going to the Big Ten. So, championship game out of the West. Moving to the East, start of seven. I have Rutgers finishing three and nine. One and eight. Um, but they get swept in our division. That's really why. Yeah. Uh, number six, I mean, I, I think, yep, means you agree. Number six, I got Sparty. Three and nine, one and eight, one and five. <coughs> they beat Rutgers. That's all they're beating in the Big Ten. Um, total. So I think I, seven LML is going to turn into nine LML. Um, and he's going to be bye bye gone now at that point. He's going to be took into the woodshed. Um, yeah, abs- absolutely. I think Ashiba will, uh, uh, you know, have gotten a little more. Uh, glimpse into his personality since he's bought the Suns and yeah, trying to driving force trying to fight now that big contract. Anyways, yeah, yeah, no, I know. I, I don't. Th- I think he wouldn't hesitate to write a big check to get rid of him and try to try to get the mom- momentum that they had back, right? Um, so, so we'll see, but. I'm I'm with you on that too. I got a feeling we're going to be right on down the line on this. But number five, I got Indiana, five and seven, three and six. Number four, I got Maryland, nine and three, six and three. I got Maryland have a good season this year. Yep, um, I, I I agree. They've they've kind of been on the up and up for for a little bit. Um, you know, they haven't skyrocketed, but every year for the last four or five years, they've gotten a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, and yeah, I, a, I would Talia go is a eight and four, five and four. Talia's but... a senior. Um, yeah. Talia's been there. He's seen the yep. shit. He's played in the Big Ten for four years, three, four years now. That's, I mean, I, I think finally Maryland can get up there. And even nine and three in the Big Ten. I mean, so, I mean, that proves. I want to know who you have at number three before I tell you mine. Ohio State. All right. I have Ohio State at three. I have them finishing nine and three and seven and two in the conference. Yep. Um, and I, I mean, I have Penn State at number two, obviously, and I have them at eleven and one, eight and one. Only losses to us. We finished twelve and zero, run the table once again, and then we beat Wisconsin, obviously, and because no West team has ever, ever won the Big Ten championship game. Correct. So, in the final year of. The divisions, I believe that Michigan finishes it out on top for a three-peat of the Big Ten championship with a 13-0 record to end the season. Well, to go into the playoffs. Yep, I, I agree. All right, real quick. Now, since we did that, so we're going into the playoffs. I'll roll it into that. I want your four playoff teams. I want your playoff predictions and what's going to happen. If you want me, I'll go first if you need time. Um. Yeah, yeah. Go first. So my one, my one B four matchup is going to be a Michigan yeah. Alabama matchup. I think Alabama. Um. I I believe when I did my SEC predictions at Alabama and Georgia <laughs> at eleven and one each on different sides of the bracket. So one of them will lose two games, but I think somewhere in there, I don't think it's going to matter. I think the SEC is going to get their SEC treatment. Um, and get two teams in again. Um, I very well could have put Penn State in there because Penn State would be 11-1 if one of those teams lost against each other. You had to have two losses. But it just depends. 
I think I, I just I don't trust the SEC because on the other side, SEC bias. On the other side, I have Georgia Clemson. I think Clemson comes back this year in the ACC and has a good season, and I believe that Georgia is just going to be Georgia. Like I said, I think they, I think Georgia and Alabama will finish eleven one the regular season, play each other. One of them loses two games, but I, I just don't I don't know if 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 the NCA or the College Football Committee puts Penn State in over an SEC team. I don't I don't think that one loss Penn State gets in like one and loss uh, Ohio State, State did last year. And, I, and, that, and that's and that's kind of where I, I'm I just, at. Ohio State got in on repute. Penn State doesn't have that. If Penn State beats us, I think we get in, but I don't think two teams get in if we beat Penn State. I don't. No, it's, I mean, especially if Ohio State has the season that we think they're going to have. Right. Um, and like I said, I think I have I have Ohio State losing to – I don't honestly remember. I know it's us and Penn State, and then – it's not Notre Dame. I know it's because – Oh no, it is Notre Dame. I do have them losing to Notre Dame in week four or whatever, whenever they play, because they're seven and two in the conference. Um, like I said, I have Michigan Bama on one four, Georgia Clemson two three, uh, and then I have Michigan Georgia um, in the finals. And then I, I, I'm rolling with it till I fucking. I mean, I've told you and told you. I told you, I'm rolling with it till till it doesn't happen. I'm. Michigan's win the natty. They're running the table 15 and 0. It's fucking finally happening. I am going to fucking die when it happens. But it's happening. It's over. So I'm going to go Michigan 1, Florida State 4, Georgia 2, uh, LSU 4. I think LSU beats Georgia. We beat Florida State and we win it. They ain't putting LSU and Georgia next to each other. You know that for a fact. I think you flip those. Because if not, they would have put Michigan and Ohio State together last year. Ohio State was, I don't know. We'll see. Well, you know, you go back to that SEC bias, right? And I think if those are the best two out of the SEC, and Michigan is clearly number one, right? I think they do put them together just to get them in there. Um, but no, I agree. I'm with you in the fact that I, I think that they would much rather uh, prefer to have uh, somebody at a one or one or four and somebody at a two or three, not a two and three, so they have a better chance to get um, an SEC all final. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like FSU and I like. Um... I think I think I have LS. I, I like FSU like as a team. I, they're one of those teams though where with me, I'm like, do they do, are they really gonna come back though? I said, do they really have it? I mean, I know they were good last year, and I mean, we'll we'll really get a test. And same thing with LSU. I know Brian Kelly did great last year at LSU. Led him to the big or the SEC championship. Um. But can they? Can he continue that success? Unlike he did, yet other, unlike he kind of did at Notre Dame, he kind of would be high, kind of low, kind of high, kind of low. Yeah. And you know th- that's a question mark, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see them shit the bed. But LSU just athletically um, has been on a pretty nice run, right? Um, 
and not you know the baseball team won a natty right i believe yeah baseball so, team won the natty dude lsu fans down here are unbearable right now dad on fe oh i'm sure bearable like uh <coughs> like and I actually have been I've been I've been thinking about this for a couple of days. I must stand by what I said, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Georgia missed out of the playoffs. I wouldn't either. Just I almost just left my off at the last minute. Um, I think they just but, get the benefit of the doubt. You know, two years two years in a row. It, it, it's hard. To, um, I, I think it's more just they, the benefit. They've earned of the, doubt. the right to to get in. Yeah, and that's and that's where I'm at there. Um, Who would you say you had winning it? Michigan. Okay, so we agree there. I mean, did you see? I'm sorry. Did you watch game day at all yesterday? Before we move on to do our draft, our fantasy draft. I did not. We were we were out on the motorcycle. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know, but Desmond fucking picked Texas A&M again. He put Texas A&M to be like the dark color. Because remember last year, boy, he put the dark. he, He put them as their dark colors of the SEC, and he started like it was some big joke again. And I think. I think he – I don't know if he put him in the fucking playoff or not, Dad. No, he didn't because it's Michigan. Huh. He has Michigan winning it, FSU, and I think Georgia and someone else. I don't remember who the other team was, but I know. I'll have to – I have it recorded. I'll have to watch it uh, before before next Saturday. Um, But, you know, I think that he – and it's a big – I really didn't want to push him pick Michigan because I don't want to jinx us, but I think he's purposely avoided that for that very reason, you know? Um, and he doesn't want to be the homer slappy, and I, I think that he's he does, I think he has the right amount of favoritism. I don't think he overly favors Michigan, and I think he's pretty realistic when he starts talking about him um, for the most part. And Not that Chuck is, you know, Chuck does some stuff for Fox, but Chuck is Unabashedly, oh, so right? The dude, the dude. After we beat Ohio State in 2020, was running around with the fucking flag out on the field, <laughs> right? Uh, Trump doesn't give a fuck, right? No, he, the he dude's at least, a major home. at least tries to remain somewhat neutral. No, not even close, and that's what I love about it because Urban Meyer's on there too. But no, like, that's, and I that's do think that, that that is part of Chuck's reason because Urban's just so brash, and Chuck's like, okay, especially. Especially now that we've had some success, recent success, right? He's like, okay, I, I'm gonna come right back at you. Yeah, it's kind of hard to come at Urban though because Urban was seven and zero against us. So, and he was, but that was. Did you watch that Swamp Kings? Did you watch the Florida thing? I have not watched it yet. I haven't watched it all, but people kind of ruined it for me on Facebook and Twitter. And yeah, and that sounds that's like it's why a huge, I've delayed it's, because I really like that Untold series, right? The the Johnny Manziel one I thought was pretty good. Um, and, you know, there's – the only one I haven't watched is the Caitlyn Jenner one, and I never will. But I think they've all, all in all, been been pretty decent. Um, but I purpose – I was going to watch it one day, and I happened to – you know, it was probably social media where I've seen a bunch of stuff about it. And um, I thought I'm going to – I'm going to lay down on that for a little bit and let myself forget it what I just read, and then I'll watch it. Uh, so and it I wasn't, can, it, 
And it wouldn't mean that it ruined it. It just told you kind of like what was and what wasn't. Well, and, and what got it for me, right, was they were talking about all the things that were kind of omitted and not talked about. And those were the things that I, like everybody that else, I was looking forward to, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. But there, I mean, I think there's a couple more episodes that are going to be released, if I remember right. I don't remember. I, I'm about an episode and a half in. I started watching it. Like, I think there's four out and there's going to be six. I don't remember. I, I don't I could, remember I for could, sure either. I couldn't tell you. Um, real quick, we'll go over Pickums and then we'll go into our draft real quick. So Pickums, you finished four and three. I finished five and two. I tried to explain this to everybody yesterday, what we were doing this year, but um, there were some technical errors that happened. Um, okay. Well, I was talking about me not putting the putting my mic on. I left it on mute um, right, the whole right. time for the whole entire video. We uh, so for the pickums this year, whoever loses has to do the one chip challenge on here, and I'm gonna make it even better because I think this will be funny. They have to do it at the start of the show and do the whole show with the one chip challenge. And that that's fine. Um, if you can make it through the first 10 minutes, I think it's going to be okay. Is your mouth going to be fine, right? But uh, you, you might see some snot bubbles and some saliva drool in the first 10 minutes till it actually starts to level <laughs> out a little bit. And like I said, that'll be, no, I'd say it's something fun. I mean, if I lose, I'm going to hate my life. But anyways, I'm off to a good start. So we're good. All right, guys, let's move on to our draft. Let's our draft order pick. Um, Thing. I got so we have 10, 10 teams in there this year for it. I got all of our names and a piece of paper in this bag. I've shook it like 45,000 times, even before this. Um, now we all see I'm putting all the everything in. You can still see me, right, Ted? Yeah, so real quick, are you going first to last or last to first? So, what we're doing, like I said, so the draft is tomorrow night at seven o'clock, seven Eastern yep. time. So It'll be, I'm going to, the first pick, first one I draw, I'm just going to do number one, number two, number, I'm just going to go down the bottom. We are okay, doing a snake draft. Last. We are doing a snake draft, which, so if you do do 10, you'll just get it back to back um, at the yep. end. Um, so we'll get into, like I said, everybody's names is back. And we will get it going here now. So the first pick. Wow, I'm very mad right now because this is not set up. The first pick in the draft is going to be fucking you, you asshole. Why? And you were set. You were set up at number ten, and this is like I was like, come on. Um, here we go. So I'll show everybody here. I'm just going to update it as I go. First pick is going to be Ben, and the second pick of the draft is going to shit. I'm going to start dropping stuff. Second pick is going to be Mr. Timmy Wilson. Ah, man, I'm about to get screwed in this one. I'm just glad I wasn't the number two pick, or else that would look really suspicious. So, who wins that one at number two? The third pick will go to... Yeah, I was hoping the same thing, because it would have... Yeah, he's, it he's looked, I would have Well, I, I drew your name, and I almost put it back in the bag. I was like, that looks... <laughs> um... 
Next pick, it's going to be Austin Kaleba. He's going to have a third pick in the draft, a.k.a. beating my homies. <laughs> Fourth pick is going to go to – Mike Salo. Well, I'm really getting screwed. Okay, I, we don't got to be this nice, guys. Come on. Mike, you'll take the fourth pick in the draft. Next pick for the number five spot. Oh, that's, I'm going to redraw, guys, because I actually drew two. Um, I don't want to screw somebody else over. One just fell out. That's the one I'm playing with. That pick will be... It's going to be Pat with the number five overall pick. Man, I AKA Pure Michigan. Go after the number six pick. Will be Jock Harris. AKA Don't Miss the Jet. Wow, I'm really getting screwed. Well. Okay, the next pick is going to be for the number seven spot. All right, it's me finally. It's 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 finally me. So at number seven, it's gonna be the real Slim Brady's. And then the final three spots. And then the final three Next pick is going to be Lucas Barrett. At number eight. And for the last two spots at nine and, and ten, we'll see which one goes. There's two of them. Shake them up. I don't want to. And the number nine pick will go to Gary Wilson. And so that means that Joshua Go will be the tenth pick. Like I said, guys, draft is tomorrow at seven o'clock Eastern time, five to six Central time. Um, this is gonna this is gonna be your. So is that cousin Gary or Grandpa Gary? Gary? Um, okay. Like I said, we'll uh, we'll start drafting then. It is a snake draft, straight up. So. Uh, like I said, whoever wins will get you some type of merchandise of your favorite team. Um, it won't be too expensive, like 25, 30 bucks worth of merchandise, just a, just as a little prize for winning. Um, and like I said before, you guys got to be following the podcast on Twitter or Facebook, like it on Facebook, follow on Twitter. And like I said, guys, share it, like it, do whatever y'all got to do to get us out there. It's going to be a big season for Michigan football. We will be back when, Mr. I have to be on a time schedule. Are you going anywhere Friday? Don't right, believe well, so. We will be back Friday night, say 5 o'clock. Let's say 6 your time, 5 my time. Uh, we'll be back good. Friday. We will preview the ECU game. Um Guys, we're six days away from Michigan football from being back. I know I can't. I, I yes, know sir. I can't be any more excited. I know I don't know if you're to that point yet, but I can't be more excited at this point. I, I'm getting there. It's coming now. So we'll see how it goes. Like I said, 
we'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll see slash in the draft. See you guys tomorrow for the draft. And uh, like I said, guys, have a great weekend. So happy to be back here doing the podcast. And go blue. Go blue. Hail.